Okay. What's up, Megan? Why did you make it strange? Okay. <laughs> what topic That's, should we start with? You pick. You've got the phone. I've got the list. I have an iPhone now. Yeah, you do. Because I'm not off the grid. Um, we'll just do one of yours. What do, what do you mean, West Coast chillness? Um, yeah. So people on the West Coast are just, like, more chill, more relaxed, more, like, less aggressive, less, like, in-your-face. Mm-hmm. Um less expectations on you to have some oh like social standard yeah Mm -hmm. just like you are it's like more accepting is kind of how I feel about it you're just like oh yeah I'll just if you've got something cool to say that's cool if not whatever it's all good or are you judged for being more traditional is it just a reverse you know, is it just, <laughs> is it just the same thing, but different? Maybe so. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I feel, okay, so if I were like a young woman and I wanted to have kids and that was my like thing that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and be married and live in a house in the you suburbs. Should talk to Jacob then. If yeah. I know Jacob <laughs> is interested in that profile. Um, <laughs> But if I were, like, I feel like that type of person is not respected in this kind of community as much. I think there's a, some oh, judgment yeah. on that. Yeah. In the way that you might be judged as, like, more of an outcast, like, quote, freak type person in a more traditional city or setting. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm not sure if there's a difference. Yeah. Is it, are they just chill about different things is what I'm wondering. How do you how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, this is evoking a lot of emotion about kind of stuff we've talked about. Where I feel like we're generally liberal people, mm. but then I feel like our last few podcasts we've talked about like the conservative counterpoint to a lot of like. I don't know, extreme liberalism. And then it's like, man, am I conservative? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think by Seattle standards, like... Maybe. I think so, actually. Because, but... I don't know, I would say more... I would like to say more moderate if we have to choose, like, a title. Mm -hmm. But it's like... If I take a political test, it's like I'm very, uh, like the political compass thing. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Mm-hmm. Have we talked about it? Um, oh, not the horseshoe. No, not the horseshoe. Okay. Political compass, it's like a quadrant. There's like authoritarian, libertarian, oh, yeah, yeah. and then no, left, we, right. Yeah, you right. And then like that. I'm just squarely at like, um, I guess the 75th percentile in both more liberal and more libertarian Mm. and so anyway I mean like maybe Seattle's more extreme 
Yeah. Um, I, I know it's hard to talk about because like we come from a more like conservative traditional background, Mm -hmm. at least social, like the Yeah. We both grew up in the South. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that like the West coast would pride itself on not being racist or not being whatever the words are. And I think the truth is that they have just kind of like, they're kind of functioning in similar ways, but it's just packaged differently and the targeted groups are different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I guess we've, talked about like you're a targeted group if you just don't fit the liberal mold or something right and Um, like you the expectation feels like you have to be pretty extreme like and and the degree of openness really severe you know yeah like you have to like not misgender anyone and it's like no like cultural appropriation like you can't misstep on any of that kind of stuff. And there's no room for dialogue either. Um, It's almost like you should know better. I feel like that's what they are thinking. Mm -hmm. And I understand that perspective, but what it does to, in my opinion, is it just, it functions like a racist or a, you know, you're kind of like using stereotypes or whatever. And, being prejudiced against people that you think are perpetrators you know it's so i don't know i don't get the justification but it might feel good right superior like that moral superiority thing agreed um so i guess back with the the chillness Mm -hmm. um no, I, I think my original thought was just something really silly and like, where does the chillness start? Is there like a geographic <laughs> point you get to? Yeah, I think so. Where is it? Is it Colorado? Oh, I thought you meant like in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colorado. Well, I feel like Wyoming is crazy as hell. Like when I drove through there to to get here, like mm-hmm. Wyoming and Idaho, it was like 100 miles an hour speed limits and crazy. I don't know. It was like wild and rugged. Yeah. That's my, those are the vibe. Oh, yeah, I guess it goes to the, like, the rural versus city is probably the real thing. So, so I ha- you were, th- what you were going to say in Seattle or? Well, with what you're talking about, I think the mountains are kind of a split right mm-hmm. so to like the west of the mountain range mm-hmm. seems more liberal mm-hmm. and maybe the east is more rural conservative i don't know yeah. let's guess but in seattle i'm thinking like like the water borders so i don't know maybe the u district would be still considered liberal but those upper neighborhoods mm-hmm. past the water like above um, Lake Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same, I guess, like if you cross into Bellevue. Yeah, just anywhere kind of above that. Right. Line of latitude. 
and then I know further south, I think, is where you get more like, um, like mixes of income levels and more diversity, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Historically, mm-hmm. I don't know if poverty leads to liberal, but yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. You can't cough while we're recording. <laughs> Duh. It's gonna happen. <laughs> um, should we talk about cultural appropriation? Yeah, sure. It's like such a sticky topic. We have to. All right. Do you have any initial thoughts? Um. Well, let's define it. Sure. What's your definition? Because it feels very. So murky. I. I I was watching some YouTube videos and, and reading articles about people talking about it and I think a good definition is like where one culture, typically one that has more power, is using elements out of context from a minority culture and they're benefiting from it somehow. They're they're kind of exploiting it either for attention or money or like trying to be trendy or something mm-hmm. um so they're not they may not have like asked if it's okay first of all right they're not including the culture that they're borrowing from and i think the key is that there's like a power play well there there may be i guess like my knee-jerk reaction is it's like a I feel like it's done ignorantly Mm -hmm. um, that it's like any high school kid it's like oh yeah it's Cinco de Mayo and they wear a sombrero and then you get into college or you graduate and then people are like no that's appropriate that's cultural appropriation that's terrible don't do that Mm -hmm. and you're like what so like maybe walk us through like what's what's going on there like just that example all right here's what's wrong with that here's the like the struggle Mm. well I'm sort of torn about the whole thing like Mm -hmm. I don't I understand the concept but I think how it plays out gets Mm -hmm. weird okay um for example um People are critical of, like, Kim Kardashian for having cornrow braids in her hair, Mm -hmm. right? Because she's not black or that's not, like, part of her culture historically. Mm -hmm. And the question is, like, okay, is it not okay? But, I mean, she does have a black husband and her kids are Mm -hmm. mixed. Um, So is that enough is that enough of a qualifier or is it because like she is so high profile that it and they're like i've heard the argument that like women of color with braids um are sometimes discriminated against like it's like against a policy in the a workplace or there's some sort of prejudice that comes with having that hairstyle so is she you know she doesn't have any restrictions so is she like just doing it 
for attention? Is she actually like interested in the style? Does it matter? You know, I think it does. It obviously matters to some people. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I'm, I think my concern is like who gets to decide where the line is drawn yeah, and what should like the repercussions be? Because right now I think people are getting a lot of like criticism and judgment. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it comes from, well, it's like maybe white people policing white people Mm. kind of a thing too, where you're like, what? And so they don't even know what the how it really feels like why something might be like misappropriated if that's the right mm-hmm. term i um, also think my observation would be that there's like a sexually charged component that people are adding to the whatever the element is that they're using from the other culture so for example like sexy halloween costumes mm-hmm. you know it's like sexy Pocahontas Halloween costume Uh, uh or like sexy ninja costume or whatever. Like I think people are more accept uh, upset about the sexually charged component. And like Kim Kardashian is, that's her brand. Yeah. You know, so she's adding that element to like her cornrow braid thing. Um, I mean, isn't that that kind of the thing about Halloween is just, that's an excuse to like dress sexy and, which is just a weird like that's a we took it to a weird place i feel like like why why are we doing that as adults like because if you were a kid and you were being like overly sexy with your halloween costume we would feel like that was really weird right or sure sure i mean i think it's um maybe it's a thing kind of combating uh some like sexual repression from when you were a kid uh, or like Mm. but it's probably more I mean what there's also just like the what's is there anything inherently wrong with just dressing sexy for Halloween or like dressing sexy in general right that's sort of a different kind of argument too and again i think it may come back to like a power exchange yeah like i guess like you it's a kind of a fast easy way to get power from men by dressing in a sexy way right you sort Mm -hmm. of like giving yourself you've sort of taken that back or you've changed the dynamic right Sure. You can, I don't know. Um, but also I think women are also, like, worried about what other women, how they're being perceived. Like, it's not just how men are looking at them. It's, like, competing with other women or whatever. I think that's part of it. And I think now there's, like, a pressure to do it, I think. Like, that's, like, a standard that's been set, right? Uh to do what like in college maybe that you if you're going to a halloween party like it's square (laughs) do people still say that it's like not the cool thing to do to just actually be in like a real costume or like a conservative costume Mm -hmm. or a fully clothed costume unless it's funny i think you can be funny and it doesn't matter but if it's not funny then it maybe should be sexy hmm man Maybe I need to go back 
to college and were you did you not see that in college not really not the people i hung out with well I'm, i mean you didn't observe it like on halloween night not really. i mean like oh i mean i guess i saw it some walking down the street or whatever mm-hmm. but um you know this also may lead back to the fetish conversation what's the fetish conversation like the one we have before okay where I think it's like about the fantasy and the the character or something could it be that Mm. are there people that want to like be fantasized like they're kind of like they're sort of role playing something that like they want to be fantasized about maybe yeah Yeah. i'm thinking that i mean i think as human beings we kind of like want to be sexy and that's an outlet Mm -hmm. for it Mm -hmm. and then it's like you're just like hey this is a really cool costume and i get to be sexy too that's awesome like Mm -hmm. he gets get to do two things at once and then (laughs) society's like yeah it's totally cool if you want to do that on halloween as opposed to like yeah it's going to be frowned upon if you show up to work you know well that's another conversation yeah like right but just dressing sexy in general yeah um and who decides that and what does it mean mm, if you do yeah, and I feel like in general people do pretty well with it, like self-policed. I I don't think anyone throws dress policies down people's throats. Mm. Um, it seems like it was more of like a generation or two ago that that was more of a thing. I re- I remember growing up and like schools having dress codes. Well, yeah, that was like the whole politically correct 90s mm-hmm. like overly policing mm-hmm. like how you dance at a school dance i remember having to sign a waiver <laughs> saying that i wouldn't dance on all fours or i wouldn't like <laughs> simulate that i was mounting someone or like that's the language they were using like <laughs> like school dances or something <laughs> why what was going on what was the trend <laughs> I don't know what other people were doing. That was I was like I wouldn't have done that if you hadn't suggested it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. When did Who Let the Dogs Come Out? Mm-hmm. Was that the probably the impetus for it? I don't know. Was that even did they even act that it's out? It's just. Um, I feel like I remember seeing something about yoga pants. Oh yeah. Like it's that's the new. Mm-hmm. thing to like get like leggings yeah yoga pants because yeah. i remember leggings and jeggings and yeah yeah exposed midriffs were like the things on the mm-hmm. that you couldn't wear at our school when i was when i was in middle school yeah and you then the s- question is like do they mean people that don't have good bodies is that really kind no. of what they're policing? You know, because um, I... Or is it just, like, the... No, I mean, I think, like, the thing... Probably the most common claim would be it is 
a distraction to the heterosexual men in the classroom. Yeah. I think it's the most common one. So Yeah. And what is the I mean what, what is not a distraction? Like, <laughs> to, to, yeah, to 14-year-old boys, what sure, is it's like, what is not a distraction? That, like, no. Then you just end up in, like, yeah. burka conversation. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, I guess the thing is, like, maybe instead of avoiding it, it's like, how do you deal with it? Like, there's no conversation about that. It's like, man, when people, like what do I do with these sexual thoughts when they arise? And it's like, I'm trying to get something, get something done at school or at work. Yeah. It's like, just in life, you'll get distracted by like sexual thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone teaches men really how to deal with that or probably not women for that matter. But, um, Yeah, that like I guess that's where I would like to see the conversation go is like you're just totally out in the open and like no one talks about it so you're just like oh okay this is like an enjoyable distraction and you don't really see it until later in life that it's like oh yeah like I have a lot of these thoughts and it distracts me from being productive or channeling it in a healthy way. Mhm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that seems like a better strategy to me. Yeah. Instead of, like, some Instead kind of, of weird shaming to sixth graders or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess just, is the thing... Are the adults the... It's the, it's an adult problem, right? It, like, makes Probably. us Yeah, I mean, what, what is it the kids' problems for dressing the way they want to dress or, like the kids problems for like having the biology to be like oh yeah i'm attracted to that well that i'm curious to see how this that play like how that plays out with this like more gender fluid like Mm -hmm. that whole movement of like kids growing up with like uh like real a lot less of that like gender role stuff I wonder how that will come into play with like dress codes and um because I feel like it's gonna swing the other way like if like there's not gonna people be will room. dress more conservatively in the no, coming years no that you won't be able to put some kind of like restrictions like leggings will be nothing compared to what you know what people might want to wear not just clothing but like really being gender fluid about the type of clothing or like Mm -hmm. high fashion kind of weird even more distracting type stuff um i'm just thinking like freddie mercury Mm -hmm. where like i don't think that violates any dress code or just like and what is the point of a dress code anyways you know that's yeah to I, I think it's to keep people productive or like keep people from being distracted by something because then there's like the whole other can of worms too it's like okay there's like the the sexual part of it so like okay if 
if people are attracted to this person, then that's distracting. And then there's like the, if people are not attracted to them and they're wearing not much in the way of clothing, then they'll be like, oh, that's so gross. <laughs> you know, or like have to. <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Or they'll say it's distracting. I don't know. Sure. Sure, um, you'll be looked down on somehow. Yeah, sure. Um, and so that's just like with the like having the right amount of clothing on example and then there's just other stuff it's like what if you wear clothes with hate speech on it or mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. I mean like, I, yeah. I feel like it's easier for men you guys already have a uniform option mm-hmm. like it's real easy I think to kind of yeah, like, like suit up on. you can like suit up and you know that that's like what you're expected to wear yeah um, that's kind of nice like my uniform right now yeah that's like the business casual version yep but still it's like a very straightforward expectation i think and i don't know if that's true with women i think historically there were equivalents right like the type of dresses and the length and the style and the patterns were all more uniform Mm -hmm. in the same way that suits and things were for men so no i don't think it's the same but that's just a thought. Yeah. I don't know if there's any way around that. And I think you do get treated differently if you're dressed nicely. Sure. Not too much, not like over the top, but I think Right. I think men in suits like people will give you more respect without you needing to earn it. Sure. I think so. Sure. If you're wearing a $800 suit or whatever then Oh, what's that guy doing? He must yeah. be doing something, right? Right. He's going somewhere. Yeah. He's <laughs> but I like re- I saw a guy recently that was in a very ill-fitted suit. Yeah. It was so distracting. It was so like. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed by how much like our bodies change. Like getting a suit, you actually see it. Whereas like I think with women the sizes are closer to mm. together like just those inches or half inches matter a lot yeah then, wh- why are we not on the same size scale thing what? who knows that's another conversation okay. um yeah did you finish your thought i think effectively <laughs> <laughs> okay. i was gonna just say something that was repeating myself okay we don't have time for that yeah okay what's next do you want a different topic or Or, yeah are you done with that topic i think so okay um did we really address cultural appropriation i feel like we kind of we talked about halloween but yeah so i think like examples where like baseball teams that are using like Mm -hmm. Indians as their mascot and using the word Indians. Um, That's kind of not, that's probably not good. We should probably stop. And I think they've resolved that, right? Like they've asked the the nations they're referencing. I mean, it's like they negotiate with them and it's right. But it's better than nothing, I guess. But, um, um, 
yeah that's kind of a weird thing like I mean a lot of team names it seems like a lot of team names are like like aggressive well, animals or, or like some warrior type thing. right so what about like vikings or something yeah like that group isn't coming at us yeah by using something like that as a yeah as a mascot or something symbol symbolizing that um yeah and then there's like the whole oh yeah the vikings did so many terrible things mm -hmm. aspect that you could take an angle on right so i think there's a lot of opportunity to play that card but mm -hmm. not so i think my question would be like who is deciding what needs to be reevaluated you know yeah. is it the actual communities like the minority community that's being right. um exploited or is it like you're saying like white people policing white people or the dominant group mm -hmm. um well yeah i think it's the most important thing is getting that minority group's voice heard on it and then especially if know, it's a see what see what's what are they feeling mm -hmm. is what's important especially if it's like a company or like a like an actual group of people yeah but if it's like an individual i think there is a way to like sort of research what yeah. other people might be feeling about it but also i guess i think your intention can also come across genuinely mm -hmm. um and I think your experience affects, like, if you lived in Japan for 20 years, if you were an American and you lived in Japan for 20 years, and then you wanted, you moved back to the U.S. and you have this, like, huge collection of artwork and you have, like, authentic clothing and you wanted to wear it to some kind of event and it was, like, tasteful and mm -hmm. respectful, I, I feel like people can tell a difference in that context. Um, so I, I'm worried that there will, might be a point where that's not the case. Yeah. That would be my concern. Um, are toga parties? Oh. <laughs> where do they fit in? <laughs> um, I think, I don't think the intention is good. <laughs> right. I mean, I, it some people, the intention is just to like drink, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I think it's just a, I mean, it's such an oversimplification, almost to the point where you don't even see the reference. It's mm -hmm. just we've, we've, you know, I don't know, but is Greece upset about it? Or, yeah. Uh, I don't but, know. But, you know, they also have, overseas, they'll have American parties, like, yeah. especially, I think, around, like, 4th of July. Mm. And they'll like drink out of red solo cups and they'll like have like <laughs> That's hot awesome. dog, whatever stuff, and they'll wear like plaid and the whatever, right? Just like different stereotypes like yeah. you'd see in movies. And um <laughs> see they're like and and I think you could argue that some of them might have like a sexualized component. There's at least drinking involved. Oh, definitely. Um, but the like 
I don't know. I'm. Are we upset about that? I don't think so. I mean, that makes me smile that there's... Yeah, that people are, like, sort of being playful. Yeah, that, that there's red silicone. Sort of poking fun poking fun at us. But is it is it that we're not like we're not offended because we have a lot of power it might globally? Be, yeah. Is that like an easy Well yeah, I mean like I think that's thing. that's kind of weird. Um I don't think there's been a stereotype that's been about like being white or being a man that's been like really offensive to me Um, not even like the mansplaining stuff um i was kind of thinking some of that might that like some of that can feel like dehumanizing right it's supposed Um, to i think yeah so yeah i i'd say if you're it kind yeah it kind of depends on who's what the voice is and how do they feel about it is it it's like oh yeah i just didn't consider that you might feel that way Mm -hmm. but my intent was this or Mm -hmm. i I feel like it needs to have there needs to be a conversation instead of I think that's like always the problem right yeah like really oversimplifying yeah so narrow points of view guests I know but Jacob won't let us yet we have to establish the brand that's what I guess so (laughs) (laughs) we have to like set up the expectations I've also so have you been telling people about the podcast like that we can have guests have you been mentioning that uh, have i mentioned like having guests on yeah no because like i'm getting an interesting reaction where people are really afraid of um saying their point of view well i think they're really afraid of the being filmed and really afraid of like the comment section and like what are people going to say on the internet which i think is valid i mean because we have we're we've done some we can't undo what we're doing right like we're posting it and it is what it is i am looking very judgingly at what jacob's doing right now just let him he's he's excited about having guests (laughs) guests i also okay (laughs) third third mic I also think um, people, it's another one of those situations where people are worried, like, do I, am I going to know what to say or, mm-hmm. like, the right or wrong thing to say? It's like, look, it's just... <laughs> We're just trying to talk about this. I just think that learn. more, yeah, like, more regular people talking could be good. Yeah, like, they don't have to be experts on something no and i there's just a lot of topics that you could yeah. talk about yeah okay what All kind right. of guests are we gonna have do you know people matt might be a good guest Who's, well you just you just outed him on the internet 
so now, like, he has to. He could be watching right now. No, he he probably will. Call watch. in, Matt. Call in. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know a million Matts. That's true. <clears throat> okay. Are we moving on? Or yeah, do let's you, move on. Do you have thoughts? Okay. Um... Oh, do you want to talk about your intentional agency? Sure. Um, so it's, I was telling you earlier, I feel like it's a personal struggle for me of like having, like coming up with a plan and then doing something or like just not running off of habits or just like I think we always run off of habits, but I have several bad ones. Um, and you're talking about boredom. Yeah. So <clears throat> cell phones and smartphones, especially you, um, I think at like the slightest bit of like discomfort, maybe it's not boredom, but just like discomfort in the situation. It's like, I'm going to pull out my phone. I'm going to find something to distract me. Cause I feel uncomfortable. Oh, and then like your phone's sort of the slot machine of like, oh yeah, cool. I got a text message or cool. I got an email or I have Facebook messages, um, things like that. And, or like in this case, I was just like scrolling through my news feed that Google curates. I was just like, I don't want to read any of these articles right now. And then my mind made the thought, okay, what's the least boring article of these I can read? It was like, I said, suddenly pigeonholed myself into like, I have to read one of these articles. And then it was just nice to have that moment of like, oh, I don't have to read any of these. Yeah. Don't reinforce a bad algorithm. Yeah. So it was cool to escape that. And then when I had that thought, that's when I wrote it down. Mm. Um, but it would be just nice to have more intention about what I do or like, I, I don't know. Do you have, well, do you have like thoughts on how, do you feel like you have good agency over like what you do or do you have ideas on like how to help me and having more agency so that's what this is about sure yeah um well i think the question is like i was saying earlier what you know what is it that you're seeking what's what is um the actual problem you know um i don't feel bored hardly ever it's so rare um but i obviously i can i know what it feels like so is it, yeah, is it the discomfort of the sensation of being bored or um, something like that, like the actual physical feeling? Or is it like what you were saying earlier about seeing an email or a text? And is it about like production? Is it about feeling like there's some value in doing yeah. something? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's kind of like two things. Mm-hmm. So it's the... I want I want to do something that's not uncomfortable right now and it's easier to do 
to like just pick up my phone mm-hmm. than it is to like take a step back and be like, hmm, oh, what's something productive I could think about or or like what do I need? You know? Yeah. Like maybe you just need like a glass of water, you know? Yeah. It's it could be so straightforward in that sense. Sure. Um instead I, of like a numbing well tool. I think um I s I'd say I experience it a lot. Um if I like just go out to grab a bite to eat somewhere and then it's like somewhere where I'm sitting by myself, I've got just time to myself and it would be a good time to just be like in the moment or like I'm waiting on my food. Mm-hmm. What do I do with myself to like, I think people want to keep themselves occupied. Um, I, yeah. I mean, my experience is a lot of people are not good being alone yeah. or um, being on their own, like out at a restaurant or something. Yeah. It's like really uncomfortable. <clears throat> So the thing about it that, like, gets really to my core about it, it's like, oh, man, but, like, there's so much more I want out of my life right now. Mm. Why am I, I, I it's almost, I'm, like, beating myself up a little because I'm just, like, doing the thing that I know doesn't have any value. Um, mm. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to read this news article that's going to frustrate me. <laughs> or like it's like I know this is a clickbait article there's a 95% chance I'm gonna get just like pissed off reading this because it's not gonna have the content that it advertised it did sure um, why don't I just like fill my time with and, something more productive and I guess the question is like you know better like you already know that pattern mm-hmm. you know it's like you recognize it. Maybe not in the moment, but yeah. like you realize that. Well, I recognize it now. Mm-hmm. And so it's therapeutic to talk about it and just be like, huh, what, ultimately what I'm trying to do here is like, what's a better plan? It's like, do I come up with like a list of things on my phone? It's like, oh yeah, like I could take care of like some errand. I could like pay a bill or like basically create a to-do list of things when I'm alone. Okay. Or like, oh, well, I could plan out my week or I could, like, there's all these things that I could be doing when I'm alone that are far more, like, would have far more satisfaction for me if I did that versus, like, reading a news article that I hate. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing that. Just in general. Um, I'm getting better. Do you do you want to know what I do? Do you want to know my approach? Yeah. What's your well? Yeah. What's your approach? And then what do you do when you get not bored but like uncomfortable? My equivalent is yeah. Um, So what I do is I have like a template for like an ideal day based on the day of the week, right? Hmm. So most days are a little different, at least for me. So like a Saturday looks different than a Wednesday. So I have this like hypothetical template of like with blocks of time, like block scheduling. And then I have a list of what I typically would do in those time frames. And I allocate time for every kind of thing. So like all the things you just listed, like paying bills and 
making a schedule for the mm-hmm. week and like all the adult things you do and all the things like that. In addition, I budget time for other things like quiet time, reading, yeah. watching movies, whatever, no, like mind, mindless time even. Right. So I like I allocate time for all of the things. So I ne- I'm I'm often not anxious about and not quite as judgmental about what I should or shouldn't be doing because it's theoretically accounted for. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've heard um, just tracking the way you spend your time is a good way to get a lot of insight about yourself. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, here's what I think I do. And then if you get nitty-gritty with it, you see, like, all the time you waste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's part of me that's just, like, scared of tracking that. Right. Um, so when I feel discomfort, I mean, I often try to avoid it, but being honest, like my pain threshold, it's like, I don't want to just like ride it out. Mm -hmm. That seems inconvenient. So part of the problem with like the way I'm wired is I naturally like really precise and I can be really like focused and time oriented and detail oriented, right? So that leads to like I can be really rigid if I had to be, you know, yeah. like I could actually have the discipline to do like a really restricted day, but um, that's not conducive to like how the world works, right? You have to have flexibility and like adapt. So that's what I, I think I find a hard time during uh, when I'm transitioning in and out of those two modes, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm on a roll with, with, like, being more rigid, then if I'm trying to relax or, like, f- like transition out of it, then I feel some discomfort, I think. And I've always struggled historically with, like, transitions. Yeah, I think that's that makes sense that's hard to like go from like oh man I'm in super productive mode or Mm -hmm. like if I'm if I'm like just working on something and I'm I'm making really good progress on it and then it's like well I should go to bed now but I really want to work through this and then you spend another couple hours on it and then you're like you're still like riding the high from Mm -hmm. like oh man I was so productive and then then you only at one in the morning get to start your wind down process right right. so it's like I tend to like have a deep experience with whatever I'm doing and so it's hard to like get out of it yeah even even just transitioning from different tasks like one to another it I think it makes me uh, like vulnerable like physically mentally Mm-hmm. like how to like feel through that because I think I'm okay once I'm in settled into what I'm doing I also don't do well if I'm like in a hurry or if I'm like doing a lot of multitasking it just like uses a lot of brain power sure so I think in addition to tracking it's like the idea of transitioning like yeah going from work to home or from like from this like this recording to the next thing i do like there's going to be like a discomfort sort of feeling right i think 
Right. It's like, what do what do I do in that? Yeah. Time what's period? your? What's like a lower key thing to so, like ease the? So what I've been doing is listening to Headspace. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the meditations, like if I'm walking around the bus or if I'm doing a transitional thing, like yeah. that really helps me. Right. Because it's it has a component of the distraction yeah. of watching something or reading something, but um, the content is more valuable. And even if I'm not listening, yeah. like it's still saturating my mind. Interesting. And helpful, I think. Yeah. Cool. What's what, on your agenda? What do you mean? Like more topics? More topics, yeah. <clears throat> I'm using my iPhone. Oh, difficult people. Oh, yeah. That was your other one. We were um, talking about some different personality profiles earlier that we yeah have a challenge with. Um, so one of them is like, I guess, no, what do you call it? Like the emotional punching bag or something. Mm. The type of person that will ask, um, just try and they like really they just need to vent to someone yeah they're talking at you Mm -hmm. it's like usually a lot like a heavy yeah yeah amount or oversharing some people Mm -hmm. do that and so i think with that type of person my struggle is just like um asserting myself as like i'm another human being like it's it's kind of weird because you have I feel like there needs to be this confrontation aspect of like these aren't this isn't the rule of um, the uh, rule of conversation like we're disagreeing on, on the rules of conversation here mm, mm, it's mm-hmm. about having some mutual benefit and ebb and flow here and you're just talking at me um, and so it's like that's the part that bothers me is like I don't really know the way to deal like, with what that. What do you do? Yeah. What it, what and have you been doing? So I try to just like say what I want to say in when it does trigger something that's like interesting to me or I have a suggestion then I'll say it. Um but then it, if you get cut off making those suggestions and I just like I feel helpless in the moment Mm. I often just like will get pushed to a point where I say I just like say why do you keep cutting me off yeah and it really like is really disruptive yeah (laughs) like obviously and I think most a lot of people don't hear that right like most people aren't saying that yeah so or I'll say like what like let me finish why do you keep interrupting me you know like you can make it kind of like lighter you don't have to be over the top serious but um yeah like I get to a point where I can't stand the suffering (laughs) I can't take it um or sometimes I'll just tell people that I can't like I don't like I'm feeling too overwhelmed with what they're saying and a mm-hmm. lot of times they'll stop but 
it's uh, for sure. I also struggle with that. Like yeah, you definitely have a bolder approach. Like I think I just would be uncomfortable with that um, unless I could like feel right about the level of tact I'm using. It's just I I err on the side of not being mm-hmm. not having a awkward conversation. But yeah. it's like also awkward to just sit there. Well, and, I just feel like I'm just like kind of a naturally sensitive, so I'm spun I'm like absorbing and sponging up all that stuff, their energy, and so like I sometimes I physically can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what else to do besides like have a, a blunt direct boundary right um my challenge is more with people that are really intensely talking or they're like really passionate or there's like a negatively charged component or a lot of not just venting but like more complaining or yeah criticism um I that's hard really hard for me because I don't it's more risky to be blunt with somebody like that hmm because they you already know that they're going to complain they're going to come they're probably going to come at you with some defense and um and try to like undercut what you're saying or yeah give you like a lot of a lot of mental load work to justify what you're doing yeah I encounter that a lot with, I'll say, rideshare drivers, not to use brands. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, it's, yeah, sometimes just people like to, to complain about things or it's like, I think a lot of people connect with the same shared frustration Mm -hmm. but I like find it I guess I find it hard to connect with someone Mm -hmm. venting or complaining about something and Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to think about it uh, today then I saw um, I remembered an exercise from one of my improv classes which is like a hype man exercise so you just like tell the the exercise is um you've got another person or another two people and you just tell them something really simple about yourself Mm -hmm. um and then the the other person or people like just play it up and so um you like go around each you get into like these groups of three and then each group goes around and they're like um basically marketing you for like the next i see 20 seconds or something and it's you know just outrageous Mm -hmm. because it's something it's like oh yeah he likes math or he likes chess and he's such a badass oh my god he's so smart god you know you you just get math once didn't you huh was that a real answer you said I think I said chess was mm-hmm. one like um what was the one? someone said it's like oh yeah I'm like really sociable 
It's like, man, he's sociable as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> <it's just laughs> yeah, we're like in improv 100, so we don't know like the best way to to play people up. But that's mm. that's a fun exercise. What do, what does that have to do with difficult so, personalities? <laughs> so it has to do with like one of like a coping strategy is to like um use some improv skills of like yes and it's like you're in a situation yes whatever you're saying is correct it's like oh yeah traffic sucks today yes you're right and it's so bad that Mm -hmm. i was late to this thing and it was so you sure you go just take it over the top and right but what if you don't have a lot of hit points left and you can't afford it hit points yeah like you don't have any emotional oh that's hard currency yeah, that's kind of where i was at today because i've been i've been sick um, right right so what do you do when you're like depleted uh, which it's kind of like zone out I guess. always <laughs> i feel like that's usually when i default to yes instead of yes and <laughs> so like, yes also what is our obligation to like coddling other people's mm. whatever their framework uh there's like some social standards there right like that's i think generally if someone starts talking to you it's kind of rude to not respond unless they're homeless i unless they I, have like mental health issues I see people ignoring them all the time. Yeah. That's I, more socially acceptable. Well, so it's... Um, I don't know how I feel. Like, I feel like I need to... That's... I would say that's, like, the norm. But I don't know. What? I feel like we're not in a... Like, what people do versus what people would say is the right thing to do in that situation. Sure, that's a whole different, totally different thing. And so... Um, I think, yes, most people just walk by and don't acknowledge that person's existence. It's how to best interact with a homeless person is a topic like Another I'd be curious what, how people think about it. Because it's like, I notice myself getting stressed about it. That like, oh, I feel disrespectful if I don't say something. It's like I want to at least say like, I acknowledge that you're right. a human being. Sure. And I don't have anything for you. I think it's different for women. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot riskier for us to engage, mm-hmm. like, safety wise. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a common perception. Yeah. Um, I think there's a difference. Yeah, we can talk about that at a different time. I'm also yeah. curious about. Um, and along those lines, like people with mental health conditions, whether they're like living in kind of a rough homeless situation or even just like pretty high functioning, um, it's a question of like how much agency do you have when you have a certain diagnosis? You know, are people that are really severe, like with schizophrenia or some other type of mm-hmm. condition, like? Should do you kind of forfeit your right to decide how you want to live, like your lifestyle? You know, 
Should medication be forced on you? Should institutionalizing be forced on you? Stuff like that. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to say about difficult personalities? Um, what was the other one? You had mentioned? a difficult personality that I think... I can't remember oh, what it was. Yeah. Um, it's the type of people that um, seem to get like self-worth and value from knowledge. And... Um, oh, like the one-upsmanship thing. I was about to say that. Sorry. I, st- <laughs> I stole your thunder. See, this is that's like a reaction I would have. Anyways. Um, yeah, so it's... Yeah, it's... The I'm glad I demonstrated. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- was it effective? Like, did you feel... Did you feel like my response was effective? Yeah, I felt bad. Yeah, that's I, the point. Yeah. Okay, so it's people <laughs> people that want to like one up you and that they are constantly beat you to the punch. Oh my god. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm shutting down, I can feel it. I'm closing off. Are you happy? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm sad. Did that really slow you down that much? Yeah. Yeah, it does for me. Like, it's <laughs> like I really feel like the way I'm wired is slow paced. Like, there's something about it that's slow. This is the transition thing. Like, you, you just interrupted my train of thought. Mm-hmm. And so there's a huge delay for me to get back on track. We've talked about this before. Remember, like, people... Um, who can topic jump a lot and circle back around and they never lose, you know, their point. But we've talked about like, when we get interrupted, we like forget, Yes, yeah. And despite having that previous conversation, you still just did it to me. Oh, I didn't realize how distracting it was. Um, And and not everyone's like that. Like, I think not everybody is wired in that way. Because like, to me, it's, I'm just helping get to the point or something like I know what you're going to say. And so it's like, oh, well, I want to get there so we can keep moving. Yeah. But we also both do a lot of deep pauses. We've talked about that before. And we've talked about how annoying it is when someone interrupts you in the pause. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I understand what you're saying about speeding things along. I t- that's where I tend to lie a lot. Is when someone's talking to me about something and they're like, oh, have you seen that movie? And they're in the middle of a story. And I'm like, yes, I have. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, you know. Right. You. That's my, yeah, yeah. That's my improv. Yes. And. Right. You're just like, I'm, I don't care. Let's I, keep going. Just, like, I don't. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of saying no, so you have to explain that yes. thing to me. I'm just gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I I do that too. Yeah, and I I'm I feel like judgmental about myself for doing that. I don't like lying. Sure, it's then sometimes you get called out on it, and that's embarrassing. I try really hard to cover it up. <laughs> One reason I can't lie very well is. From what I just said, like, I'm not fast. 
to keep up with the story. Like I forget, I would forget the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember the truth, but not the lie. Yeah. I mean, right? This is not practical. Yeah, that's too hard to. That's why I, I don't like lying. It's just way too much to manage. Mm-hmm. But somehow <laughs> better than having someone explain a movie plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think that's the the calculation. Uh, like, we're totally not the only people to do that. Like, this is, that's sure. so commonplace to just be like, yeah, sure, yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. Just I, But, so, like, if... if if you realize someone that did that to you, right, you're telling your sto- epic story and you're asking about a reference and they say yes, would you rather just someone say, like, no, I don't really want to talk about this right now? <laughs> like, would it be better uh, just to be straightforward? Depends on how excited they are. Like, I don't know. I think I would, <laughs> if I were a parent, I think I would have a really good perspective on this. Like when Do you mean like like when a kid comes up and it's like, "Mom, mom, look mm-hmm. at this. Look at how cool this is and it's just like the most normal thing and then you mm-hmm. have to pretend to be excited." Oh, I don't that I think that's why I don't have kids. Yeah. I can't. You can't be blunt with it. kids. Not like that. Not like what I do. I don't think it's, it's too much. I don't, yeah, I just don't think I would. I think I would be somewhat genuine in my response. Mm. I don't feel like I have the energy to be that kind of playful, I mm. guess. Again, like, it's another, like, the idea of transitioning from work into, like, taking care of a kid feels so hard to me. Yeah. Like on a daily basis, like doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's like a part of me that wants to just basically be retired. Maybe not completely, but like basically be so financially set before I have a kid that it's just like, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's the part of life that I'm in is like, I've got a kid and that yeah that transition just seems like it takes so much i yeah it's like just i think we want to get like fully immersed in the things that we do mm-hmm. and it's oh yeah like I, I don't know if it would be like how insulting it is to people who bounce around but like I don't know. It feels, for me, it would feel like I'm half-assing it if I, maybe it's like my perfectionism mm-hmm. of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. Like, what What are they bouncing between? Well, bouncing like, between the transition between work and mm-hmm. family time. Yeah. I think some people are good at it just naturally, just yeah. how they're wired. But yeah, I think a lot of people are not. Yeah. Well, I guess it kind of depends on your perception of spending that time. It's like, if you're looking forward to it, then it doesn't really matter. Sure. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I get to go home and play with my kid. It's mm-hmm. like so fun. 
versus like uh I hate my job or I hate my kid you know it's like that transition makes it kind of rough what do you do if you don't like your kid what if you have like a piece of shit kid (laughs) what do you do I think I think the conventional wisdom is like every kid is a piece of shit at some point okay but you know what I'm talking about like some people are more of a handful sure yeah um, what do we do? We can keep anybody alive, essentially, in well, like, contemporary I, I guess times. The hope is, if you're raising your kid with a partner, then that partner kind of balances you out, and they can handle that stuff better than you can. I mean, like a really bad kid, <laughs> like really bad. I don't, I, that's the risk you take when you sign up for I kids. Think, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. Well. What do you do? <laughs> uh, and you're just like judged constantly. Oh, sure. I don't know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're out. We're out of our element here. We should. We should bring some parents on. Why do you keep doing but just because someone, if you can be like, have a lot of experience and still not have a good perspective, right? I mean, yeah. It's like a perspective I'd be interested in hearing. I guess it's. I'd be experience. interested. I want to talk to parent that doesn't like their child. Yeah. That's who I want to talk to. Like, sure. and is willing to say that. Right. Maybe not recorded, but I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. That would be great. And that maybe you can, like, report on that and say, like, I interviewed 100 parents who hate their kids. I'd just be curious, like, what the context is for all of that. Like, are there certain personality types or yeah. you know, certain circumstances? Surely there's a Reddit about I, this. I'm never on Reddit. Yeah. It's which I feel like is a good call for me. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe so. But I think that's a place. Some, like, internet forum mm-hmm. where people can be... Quora? What is that? Huh? With the Q? Oh, Quora? Quora? Yeah. Yeah, that might be better. Do people say they hate their kids on Quora? Oh, I see what you mean. I'm, I'm not sure. Quora seems less anonymous. I just but. feel like a lot of people don't want to say they hate their kids oh sure you get but it's easy to say that you hate your family like your Mm -hmm. parents or your siblings that's like way easier socially acceptable right but not your grandparents like it's weird right like there's different yeah there's different rules but I hear people say this a lot where they say like but it's still your family. Like, you still love them because it's like, look. <laughs> because I, you're supposed to. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what that means. Like, right. since when is, like, being a blood relative? Yeah. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on your experience. Like, some people... I think most... Yeah. For most people, it's like family life was very mixed and mm-hmm. 
then it's like, oh yeah, but they drive me crazy if I spend more than a week or a few days with them, but Mm -hmm. they're, whatever, we grew up together, we spent 18 years together. So we have just had a built-in lifetime of suffering, is that what we're supposed to accept? I mean, you already suffered, you know, a quarter of your lifetime with them. Maybe that's my own, like, projection of not wanting to suffer. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. It's like, if you don't, like, I don't understand that, like, blind loyalty. That's not. Sure. I don't quite get I, it. Yeah, I think it has to be earned. Or at least justifiable. I don't know. Because to me, what it does is it takes away, like, consequences you know sure you have like diplomatic immunity because yeah. you're related well like but... i i mean i think it's kind of i don't think it's just the blood thing because it's like there's just relatives i have sure i'm blood related but i would feel like uncomfortable even calling them and be like could i crash there for a night I'd feel like very uncomfortable. Yeah, with I guess relatives I guess, that I don't keep in touch with. I guess I was m- maybe meant more like your immediate family, sure, not just bloodline. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like for immediate family for me, it's I. You know, text my brother and sister maybe a few times a week, and then same with like parents. Mm-hmm. And then with um, my, uh, let's see, where was I going with this? Um, that, like, when I talk to them on the phone or something, it's not very often. It's like maybe every other week I talk to my parents mm-hmm. and then siblings, maybe less like mm-hmm. once a month or something um maybe once every other month now that texting is so common um and and then um deep pause <laughs> yep where was I going? Well, with this? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what you're doing. See, this is where I. <laughs> I'm just going to let you. I'm just going to let you go there. Um, I think that what I think is interesting is what are the expectations as a family member? You know, the, yeah. pe- people judge, like, based on how you interact with your family. And on dating profiles, people will say. Family is really important. why can't i have my own thoughts they'll say that you have to like your family as much as i like mine essentially like that has to be the same like value level or intensity level um which i feel like is a lofty request because it's not your choice who your family is it's and not your you, choice for a lot of things that y- you pick yes it's like not your choice so yeah. I, d- well, I don't understand that either i think that's to me that's like a thing in dating that we need to get over 
very much myself included is like oh but like I like this person why can't they just like me the way I am you know like this Mm -hmm. it's like trying to you sort of have this mental game you're playing of like coercing this person into liking you sure it's like okay well yeah they're attractive but they really like but uh, they're saying something that they don't like the type of person that I am what the fuck I'm why would anyone not like me (laughs) you know well you you're interrupting a lot today (laughs) so there's one thing yeah um yes I understand what you mean and I think also a lot of people on dates especially early on they put on a really big facade like Mm -hmm. some people are it's like a really constructed personality version of themselves Sure. Um, and I think that makes it hard to to get at who they really are. Yeah, if you're trying you're it's already hard to sift through yeah. like what's going on to begin with. And so you've got to go through the profile filter and then you've got to like in person and you know there's people yeah. are still kind of fronting. I mean, I think some of that is important. I just like I do you want to Uh, do I want to be the type of person that goes on a first date in like dirty clothes and or it's like well I want to show that I'm like interested in this person that they're worth my time and that Mm -hmm. I want to make a good impression on them right I I think a good impression is like being honest yeah but also, like, that's not an, a good sell. Like, if you showed up and you're like, I wore these clothes yesterday. Yeah. I'm not in a good spot <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I put some effort, but not nearly as much as, like, some I, people might. Have. I think I'm talking more about, like people not being transparent about things about themselves or mm-hmm. um, like restrictions they may have or like like I'm lactose intolerant it's like yeah should I be embarrassed to tell you that when should I tell you that like does that matter yeah it's like it's hard to know what to reveal when but if I I've just noticed that some people re- already have like a scripted way that they interact yeah and it's really like it feels disingenuous i'm imagining to be on a date with them or it's like just really like filtered somehow yeah um i think i guess i that makes me feel better about how i've approached dating and sometimes when i am on dates like i was very insecure about the fact that i was divorced shortly after it Mm. and now it's just like ah, I'll mention it if it if it's like very organic in yes. the way that it comes up. We, if we talk about something that's related, then yes, it makes sense. And I think I got better at just like oh yeah, okay I can I can talk about it. But like before, it was just like this huge weight that I sort of wanted to hide. Yeah, and and that seems really bad to me mm-hmm. when people are trying to hide things. 
on a date. I'm not, and I understand. Like, I understand why people want to do that, but it's like, yeah, it's how are you supposed to do that process? How are you supposed to like genuinely assess? And it's, I don't think it's fair to the other person too. If, if you're kind of withholding information in yeah. some way, I, I guess in that situation, it's like I don't want a freaking interrogation on that topic on sure. a first date with someone. Sure, I think there's like sort of reasonable yeah, expectations with different topics. Yeah. And it depends on the personality. Like right. the combination I think of personalities. It's just also hard to do. It's, I dating is hard in contemporary times. But uh what do you not like about it? Um, well, I think we've talked about this before. It's it's just like a game I don't want to play. I have a bad attitude about it. Um, I don't like the charade of it. Yeah. It's, like, expensive. You're almost guaranteed to lose. You're, <laughs> you know, it's like a, there's a big social component, which I'm not always in the mood for. I don't know. And I also don't know how to, I don't necessarily know how to gauge if it's good or not. Like, is this the right person or not? Mm. Am I, you know, should we keep going or not? Whatever. Um, that can be hard sometimes. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I feel like something about it is just like being really in touch with your emotions mm-hmm. about it. And I feel like you would be good at that, of like knowing what your gut's telling you about someone. Yeah. Um, I think what's hard... What's hard is like what kind of... First of all, it feels like a lot to try to figure out who am I going to spend forever with. It's like mm-hmm. that seems like a challenging... Yeah. Thing to think about it that way and also like what's what's the type of person that you'd want to be around like what kind of traits or qualities mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis would be valuable you know so it's I don't know like I don't know what characteristics would be better that are like more similar to me or more different or whatever like it's hard in my mind, it's hard to gauge what that is. Sounds like you're trying to do math with this. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to do math. Because that's what I do. I mean, <laughs> like I, I try to overanalyze it too much. And I, I think it's just trying to understand, like, understand how it works, like the mechanism of the process. And I'm, it's not going to make sense to me. And I don't know if I, I don't know if it's the best way to go about it or not, but it's kind of like the only option at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, I also, it's like not how I want to spend my time, honestly. Like you've talked about this before about yeah. how much time you spend like on a dating site. Sure. Go traveling to dates, being on dates, paying for dates. Like mm-hmm. the process is for the payoff, it seems really hard. Yeah. I think. Um, and it sounds like don't go on dates or I've, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't what? know what the right <laughs> approach is Do, because... Well, I think uh, there was something you were saying earlier that just sounded like you're making the stakes really high. It's like uh, looking for the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Well, I I don't know if those are my stakes, but that's just like what it, like what's been taught. Yeah. Or yeah. That's like the expectation, I guess, socially yeah. or something. Maybe not as much the as Seattle. The thing is, but... like, you can kind of go into it with whatever rules you want, um, and that can be empowering. It's like, okay, I can go into this looking for a life partner. I can also just like go into it just looking to have a conversation with someone and then like have no plan to um, mm-hmm. follow up with them. And then like, to me that might feel like a kind of manipulative, that there's sort of this. So I don't have trouble with that part. Like that's okay. exactly what I do. It's, okay. it, I think the, the trouble comes when you start to like a person. So after a little while, uh-huh. in the beginning, you don't, you don't know each other that well, but you like each other. Yeah. So to me, that is like the danger zone of like navigating that. Like, um, how much time do you spend together? Like, what do you, you know, mm-hmm. how you're communicating and what you're doing? To me, I guess I, I don't know. I guess if you meet like the right person, um, there will be like a, more of an ease or smoothness to that part. Like yeah. if it feels like work, actually. Where did I hear this? I'm, I can't remember. But someone said, like, if you aren't looking forward to doing the work, yeah. then it's not the right person. Right. Whether the work is, like, positive or negative. Yeah. I could see people getting stuck at that forever when it's just, like, having a bad attitude in general of, like, not just not being able to work to take care of themselves or like it's like man i hate getting up in the morning and brushing my teeth oh sure i mean i don't think you should be dating if you're struggling with that well that's another thing to think about is like at what point are you like marketable enough to Mm -hmm. (laughs) like advertise and to try yeah um because we've talked about this before too in seattle like it feels like the dating scene, there's a lot of really high functioning, high achieving people and their expectations are really high and yeah. you can't possibly meet I'm, them. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a different perspective okay? because that just came to me. It's like, I think we notice what we're attracted to more and so it just feels like, oh man, there's just a lot of people in Seattle and so there's like that also means there's some percentage that are attractive to us and we notice those people a lot what do you mean like we notice um notice where like how no we just notice them like on the dating apps Mm -hmm. for example and then it's like you think just because you see a lot of people and they grab your attention like the people that are most attractive to you grab the majority of your attention. Okay. And so then you're like associating that with like, man, everyone on this app is this way. They're so perfect. That's like, well, yeah, because like that's what that like 
they're so close to that ideal you have. Okay, so you're saying it's just like my perception of these traits. It's not like that. That's an actual like. There's not actual data for that. Yeah, I think if you looked at the data, then you'd see a different story. Okay, what's your perception then? Like, how are you seeing? Um. How would you generalize? How would I generalize the dating market in Seattle? Just about, like, in regards to the perfection thing? Or... I don't know. Just answer it. That's too open-ended. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand how you're seeing it differently than me. Like, if, if that's my point of view. That... I'm, I'm not saying I see it. I'm just like being analytical and like oh, okay. saying here's a different perspective is that you might have this like bias in that you're focusing on the people you're attracted to and putting a lot of weight on that and generalizing I don't, from but I, I don't know if I'm like attracted to that profile necessarily okay I'm I just I feel like I'm seeing people with high expectations. Like, okay, you should be really educated. Yeah, you should be really active. You should have a lot of experience traveling. You should have a lot sure. of friends and hobbies, and you should excel across the board. And somehow fit into this other person's life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. Uh, There's more uh, of that here is what I'm observing. You're seeing more of it here than in Kentucky. <laughs> yes, which is like a given. Yeah. But but I think it's just... Pres- so my whole point is... You're irritating me. Why? My whole point is... <laughs> my whole point is that, like, it's a different set of problems. It's almost like when you're so high achieving you don't even have time like how do you have time to like build a relationship or whatever a family it's like i think there's a barrier there it's like a hard um i think when you're that successful you get really good at managing your time sure but then you you almost need someone to be that caliber like you need someone else who's totally independent right except for the small like overlap sure that's that doesn't seem appealing to me. It's like a business <laughs> transaction. <laughs> I just told you I'm slow, like slow transitions. <laughs> like I can't be mountain climbing and go salsa dancing in the same day or whatever. Yeah. People have people have written stuff like that on their profile. Yeah. And they're like, don't. This is what kills me is when they write, "Don't be boring." It's like, well, you're definitely gonna find me boring. <laughs> I will save us a step love- here. I love the don't be boring. Yeah, that's me. That that's, applies to me. I get it. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> what was the thing? Um, it was like three traits. It might have been about men specifically or just dating. What was and that article? Like being, it's like being fun and stable or like. Are these what women are expecting of men or men? I think so, yeah. So it's like the like financial stability um, and just being fun is another one. Um, 
another one. People, I don't know, tall. Like, yeah, definitely tall. Like, like a, a warrior-like or like protector type thing. Sure. Yeah. So maybe that... The, those are really varied we're, traits. We're researching it. Um, you just um, but, made it up. Fake news. Yeah. Um, I think people really... The fun thing is a really big one. Yeah. Like that's part of what this whole well, yeah, thing yeah. is about being such an awesome person. Yeah. Because they, 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 everybody is like, I don't take myself too seriously or like, I just like to have fun. And it's yeah, like I, all that. I remembered the thing. I think it was like relationship or family oriented um, was the other one. So it's like. Um, what are the three things? So it was like breadwinning and like. Okay. Also, like being there for family, and then also like um, fun. So it was like um, this is you can't hard. have all We're three. Really it's sort struggling of, on it's this like list. A, you can't have all three. Was like what someone's dating advice was to women. It's like you want this person that doesn't exist. But that's. That's what people are expecting. That's what I'm seeing in Seattle. Like, I think it's both ways. Mm-hmm. I think it's the equal intensity here. Yeah. Um, this also reminded me of a okay. thing I saw in... Uh, I didn't see it. Um, it was, like, in a car shop. It's like, you. there's three things. You, you get two options. You only get to pick two. It's like... <laughs> cheap, fast, and These good. L- lists. <laughs> okay. Cheap, fast, and good. Like, oh, if you take your car in for maintenance, you only get to pick two of them. Anyway. Well, I'm not picking fast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so. Does that apply to dating? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, it's similar with dating with those three things what's fast the equivalent of um for dating oh I think it's we don't have to over talk about it I'm just yeah I don't I don't know I think they're just three things okay well now we have six things you've had two sets of three things I have to like make a function between these things okay don't you know, I don't know what that means. It <laughs> <laughs> means I have to draw a picture with okay. arrows. All right. Oh, that's Matt. Okay, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any advice? Do you have any date? You go on a lot of dates, correct? I, oh, Jake, that's what Jacob was telling me. I feel like you do. Okay. <laughs> um. So what? Do you, how are you handling the game? How am I handling the game? Um, I have gone on periods where I feel like I need to delete my apps mm-hmm. and not use them for a week or weeks or a day. But, you know, just it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me it's a struggle of like how emotionally involved I get with people and how much 
like cognitive capacity I allow them um, and there's kind of that thing that we were talking about of just like getting the like oh is this a person for life thing like my mind definitely jumps there a lot and well I want to force it so you want to force I, it I, I just the whoever the current person is it's like let's just make this work so we can end this torture mm. see you're not interested in seeing <laughs> if you're a good fit or not I mean that's historically I have not been behaving that way mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like what am I willing to live with how can we force the compatibility yeah why uh, I don't know why did, I guess so I'm saying like you deserve better than that well sure like I don't know why like I don't know why I have such a bad attitude and approach like it doesn't fall in line with how I am in other aspects Yeah. but this is like oh god like please any uh, an arranged marriage sounds great sure just uh, there's something about it that's like really well yeah like the nice thing about that is people it's like your family picks them out or like someone maybe if if you trust your family then it's great it's like it's like getting um friends to set you up or something it's like uh, if your friend sets you up it's probably going to go better than the completely blonde date Mm -hmm. um so i'm going to come back to your question like how do i view dating i don't know like how are you uh... Um, I think it's yeah I mean there's definitely a lot of struggles with it and the thing it, it's managing how much emotional space I give it and finding the right amount of it and I don't know like I'm basically at that point with like any person when I'm dating them it's like how much energy do I want to put into this mm-hmm. um I think there's a lot of give and take in the process. So, like, people talk about playing games, and there's, like, sort of value in it. I don't think you have to play games, but like what? you have to catch signals. Of, like, if someone texts you, do you text right back? And um, I would say... I think it depends on your m- intention, right? Yeah. Um, also, like... Like delaying presenting the fact that you're like clingy and desperate. It's like I don't know if that's a better strategy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or right. just do I think, it. Like I think you just do. I think it's be- a better strategy to do what you feel is right in that moment and like learn from that experience. Right. Um. Uh, what was that? What else was I gonna say? You interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, That's not my fault. Yeah, it is. P- the internet is watching this, okay? <laughs> this is demonstrating how you will be to someone as a dating partner, uh-huh. okay? I'm... I'm joking. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> but that was a great archived forever in Google. Yeah. <laughs> I made I made it weird. I went 
Oh, right. <laughs> In the future, we can, we can do that. We can, yeah. like, see who makes it weirdest. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, like, easy to... Uh, yeah. Whatever the word is. Irritate. <laughs> um, man, I want to get back to that thought. Okay. I don't know. Something about dating. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> What else do you want to talk about? It's like a Wait, whole different. I, I can I can let this go. I'm. Okay, that's one of your yeah your traits. Um. Well, last time we were together, um, I think afterwards we were talking about something I don't remember, but Jacob was saying that like behavior is driven by lack of consequences which I thought was an interesting idea okay walk me through that I'm, I'm I don't have any more I'm just okay. I'm exploring oh, you're trying to well yeah but because I try I, I try I don't to, get it is what I'm I'm it's a nice <laughs> okay I I think I try to understand why people do things and I think that that will help me somehow deal with it or change them in some way, right? That's kind of like where Sorry, lack of consequences is just like What? A Jacob thing. <laughs> okay, Jacob can't defend himself because he great. doesn't have a microphone. He doesn't want to be involved. No, that's true. Later, that's a future. Season two. We introduced you. <laughs> um, um Okay, I, we'll talk about I think about... it's just like consequences. What what about it? Or, is that that's, like a trigger? like why word? people do things. It's like <laughs> Because they have an outcome. Okay. So what do you? What's your problem with this phrasing? Um. That's lack of consequences makes it convoluted, and I don't get the point. Um. Okay. So what? What does it mean to you? As I like, I'm just thinking. Oh yeah, you know you. Get in the car so that you can go to work. Like the consequences of getting in the car as you go to work. Okay, I think that's not what I was talking about. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> so we were talking, I think I was talking about something where I was trying to understand why a person was behaving a certain way, right? And so we're talking about people doing things because maybe it's like, the path to least resistance like there's no negative consequence to that behavior like maybe you interrupt people all the time and nobody says anything <laughs> except me today you know <laughs> so I created a consequence for your interrupting right well interrupting is an interesting topic are we going to talk about that as a thing <laughs> Maybe so. What about it? Because I, it's got a special spot in my heart. Okay. Because I don't think that I... It's interesting to me that you're saying that I interrupt you a lot because I feel look like your, I don't interrupt Look at enough. your closed-off body language. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
good. I can't. I can't fake my body language. I yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay, you said you were interested in me perceiving you that way. Yeah, um, because I feel like I have a hard time interrupting people or like jumping in in a conversation mm-hmm. to say things, especially like with a lot of people. Um, it's like, oh, well, I don't know if it's that I feel like nothing needs to be said in those moments or like there are times when I feel like I should jump in and I don't um and then yeah in these situations today I've I think it's been I just think it's uh, that I'm being helpful or like this is I'm not I, I'm not even thinking about it when I do it's just like oh you mean this mm-hmm. and I'm like in just checking for my understanding or it's like what else are you if I don't interrupt at all or if I don't respond then it's not a conversation anymore it's like just you talking about something but you don't want to wait till I'm done talking (laughs) um I I don't want to I don't want to interrupt you if you're not like done with the thing you wanted to say. Like I I feel like it's one of those situations where like I have an understanding of where you're going mm-hmm. and I just want to jump ahead to that point. What what's the advantage to jumping ahead? That saves time. What time? What, what time for what? We're like so slow talking in our conversations. Wait, what do we? Do you it's mean just not? Na- I mean, it's natural <laughs> okay. to me. It's, you... it, it feels right, and so I do it. Okay, you're sure it's not for a different reason? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's what's jumping to head to my head right now is it there might be some subconscious thing i'm not aware of is it kind of like where we were talking earlier about lying about seeing a movie and a story so we can just like keep going is that part of the similar feeling um i guess it's like I mean, it might be. I don't know. But like, I, well, it's like uh, I see that this is these next few seconds or whatever is a road I don't want to go down. Let's just jump ahead, or like so to that. Okay. Yeah, so, that works in both examples. Okay, so like, let's say you finish a thought that I was having. Yeah. Like you did earlier, more than once. Um, does, what is that signaling? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, keep going? Like, you're taking too long? No, no, I don't think it's like, uh, I think it's, the the way you responded to that made it sound like I was, um, 
getting well, like I'm, upset with I'm, you or I'm, something. It's more like I'm trying to. I'm being. With che- you. I'm sort of being cheeky. Like. Yeah. Okay. But still, I I think it's just interesting that you're saying that there's some sort of time saving component, or. Yeah, I, I think it's like a way to engage with you. It's like I'm. Pi- I'm paying attention. Is this right? Like, sure. I'm like almost certain, and I'd like say it in an excited way. It's like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I'm like I'm connecting with it. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know. I think people generally kind of get excited when they finish someone's sentence. Like the person speaking, um, or I do it when uh, someone interrupts you. Yeah. What? Really? When, like, the times that I've interrupted you, it's that I think I know where you're going. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yes. I I feel like when I get interrupted, I don't really mind as much with with that. Um, It's more like when someone just totally wants to change the subject right like you were that we were talking about personalities earlier yeah like people talking at you or yeah mm. for me like maybe it's just me and me being boring but it's, it's so disruptive in my mental process like that's the problem for me like mm-hmm. it just throws a wrench and I can't no, I mean, I, like, I just didn't realize it could be distracting We've to you. talked about this before, though. Remember, we've talked about... <laughs> we've had a whole conversation about, like, losing our train of thought and not being able to come back to it, and then, like, sure. you know, that whole thing. I, but I feel like it's on the same train of thought. Right, but I was, I was like, I was still talking. Like, you don't know where I was going, right? I thought I did. Right. So maybe for that sentence. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm sure no no one is going to want to hear us flesh that conversation out. <laughs> Interrupting. All right. That was great. No, was it? Is that the end? Are we going to end on that? I don't know. What do you want to end on? anti-vaccines <laughs> really <laughs> you want to talk about that no I'm just we can talk about that later we should talk about that though okay at some point should we do like homework on some topics that like we do research on a topic I feel like a lot of times we talk about some issue and I'm like ah, I don't know anything about this mm-hmm and yeah we can do that okay comment below if you have any topics that we (laughs) and yeah don't say mean things in the comment section yes I don't know if we can handle it just get someone to read them for us well that's supposed to be my job that's what Jacob said oh okay I'm like the worst person to do that job. I, yeah. <laughs> we just Do we res- are we going to respond to everybody that comments? 
How are we going to handle people that are not nice? I don't know. I think you ignore them. I don't know if that's a... Could we (coughs) reply in kindness? We're going to die. Jeez. Oh, is this this like an example? We need to wrap up soon because I'm out of liquid and my throat's getting scratchy. (laughs) Well, we still have an outro because we just want it to be strange. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work on it. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) See.